This podcast is brought to you by UK Coaching, here for the coach. Visit ukcoaching.org to grow your coaching skills and be part of the community. This is a UK Coaching podcast. Uh, my name is Tom Hartley. I'm a senior coach developer at UK Coaching. And today we're really fortunate to be joined by Joe Montemero, who is the Arsenal Women first team uh, head coach. Uh, Joe, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Tom. I really, uh, really am uh, happy to be here, and um, you know, uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can inspire. Awesome, Joe. Just just to set the scene, um, would you better just tell us a bit about yourself, and I guess what's got got us here today? Well, um, I suppose um, not 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 a really um, I suppose uh, exciting journey, if you want to if you want to say that a very very basic coaching journey, which had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know. I suppose the, the the words that are that are just normal in, in in the coaching domain of hard work and sacrifice. You know, we all make those uh, those sacrifices in one way or another, and we all have to obviously go above and beyond uh, what we um, what we what we probably envisage um, coaching to be um, initially. But uh, look, I grew up in Melbourne, Australia, um, and uh, from a migrant family, um, where obviously an Italian background family, where uh, football was probably the staple diet. Um, we loved our football, and um, but I, I, I say that because obviously we had the challenges because Australia isn't really a uh, a football nation or a football culture nation. We have uh, you know the the competition of uh, of tennis, cricket, uh, and Australian rules and rugby, obviously. So, so football on the scale of uh, of exposure is probably very very low. And um, uh, so growing up in 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 sort of that environment where you had to find every little bit of um, Every little bit of football you could find um, was probably a a real um, a real challenge, but an important challenge because it gave me the um, the the understanding of just making things work um, however we needed to make them work. You know, to find every little bit of football that we could find. So I was fortunate enough to have played in the uh, in the in the pro leagues there quite young, um, and uh, and from there uh, had an opportunity to go over to Italy and play in the third division uh, in the lower leagues. Was a was an average player. I wouldn't say that my uh, my my playing career was a was a massive highlight, but um, but learned a lot. And um, and I suppose it was one thing that that really inspired me to get into coaching. You know the way I looked at the game and uh, you know the position I played. I was a I was sort of a, a deep lying, I suppose, constructive midfielder, if you want to call it that. Um, so, but but I was always interested in the coaching process and and how coaches think and and what coaches. Uh, you know, are thinking when they're putting squads and teams together. So I think the, the coaching sort of process started very, very early for me, and um, you know, had the opportunity to um, to go to go into coaching quite young, um, and uh, and then from there just just felt that education and learning was was the process to to to, to get where I needed to. Did my badges quite quite young. Um, did a masters in sports coaching at the University of Queensland, and um, yeah, and um, and just had a first to learn, observe, watch, understand. Um, but I think the biggest thing uh, for me um, was I, I really enjoyed the, the giving. I really enjoyed the process of, of, of putting things together and um, really enjoyed the, um, um, the groups and achieving something as a, as a collective. And, and I think football was the, was the perfect vehicle for that. Amazing journey, and and I know I know you you have the utmost humility when you talk about yourself, um, but I can imagine across 
across the the journey that you've been on you've probably been exposed to lots of coaches and lots of coaching methodology methodologies if i can get my words out which have had a an impact on the way that you you do things as a coach well, absolutely absolutely i think um the coaching journey you know and and by by all means have i have i reached the end of this coaching journey because the beauty of what we do is that it never ends we we consistently learn and we're consistently developing um is um is, is a messy journey it's a journey where you see things and you think it's wow you know i'm going to do this and this is a great a great exercise and i think i want to be like this and i think i want to be like this coach and i um you know and i love the way that this coach is doing things so it's it's never it's never black and white there's a there's it is a massive journey of, of of seeing things and learning things and um and as i said it's quite it's quite messy because you 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 sometimes do things and you don't understand why you're doing them because you're copying them um but i think that's a really important part of the journey because um the the, the most important thing for me in coaching is the personality is the is the person's own character the person's own way of of getting the message across and i think that's when you really start learning um because we all we all you know copy in one way or another or we all want to be you know uh a, a coach that we that inspires us in one way or another uh, along that journey but i think when you're able to grab those 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 bits and pieces of people that influence you but then put it within your character put it within you and with, within the way you want to be and the way you want to do things, I think that's when it becomes really exciting. Um, so you, you've got to go through this this messy journey. You've got to go through this unstructured understanding um, of, of of what what coaching is and what learning is and what teaching is. And um, and I think um, the that journey is is where you where you really learn and re where you really become the person that you want to be. I can I can relate to that, Joe. And and one one of the things we will we'll kind of explore in much more detail in in the conversation today is around as a coach, kind of how you how you manage your emotions, both in training and in games, and just just in in general coaching. Yes, something I can relate to from my time at Arsenal, but but also through my journey of development is that that messiness about learning that things don't necessarily happen in a linear fashion and. Sometimes you feel like you're you're making great strides in some in one area, but you get this setback, and and then all of a sudden you have to really rethink your approach to coaching or the type of practice you're putting on or the environment you've created. Absolutely. What what what's that been like for you in terms of when when you have maybe found found some success with the team that you're working with, and maybe then things start to start to change direction, things aren't going as well as they were. How how do you how do you deal with that as a coach? Um, to be able to almost make sure you have the best outcomes for the team, but that you can manage yourself to ensure that you're having a positive impact on all those people around you. Yeah, look, I think um, it, it sort of goes hand in hand with that journey of 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 messiness and of seeing of seeing uh, other coaches. And, and what I mean by that, you know, I thought probably as a younger coach, because I'm not an aggressive person by nature i thought i had to be aggressive you know i thought i had to scream and yell and shout to get my message across and and it was very unnatural it was it wasn't me it wasn't who i am um so i think i think you have to be you have to be really comfortable with you and really comfortable with with um and i and i use a word of a word called honesty and i use a word called humility and i use a word called selflessness i think you have to be you have to be comfortable with you to manage those emotions because we are in the we are in the the emotions game you know we are in 
in a situation where, as you said before, Tom, you know, you might you might go into a session and you think, wow, you know, I've nailed it. This is fantastic. This is great. And then you come in the next day and it's an absolute mess because you've got players who are probably not with you today. They may be on another journey. They're, they're, they're not feeling right. You've probably, you know, um, just mis, misjudged the the dynamics of the group for that day. You you know you've you've gone in and designed the session to to get one outcome, but it's had another outcome. And I think where you where you learn along that journey is is a you need to be comfortable with you. You need to be comfortable that you know that you've gone into that session and said, you know what, I didn't get what I needed to get across, but I got maybe a snippet of what I needed because because the the session and and the and the way the players were feeling didn't allow us to get the full gamut of what we wanted to achieve. So I think the biggest thing is to have is to have a real a real comfort in in you. The second thing I think that's really really important is that you have to have a real belief in in what you're doing, in your methodology, in your way, in your beliefs in football. But more importantly, and, and I said we all got beliefs in the way the game the, we want the game played. But how to re, how to how to get that message across, and how to get that message across in a clear and concise way. So it's all good to believe in something, but it's really, really, really important to be able to transfer that into your everyday language and your everyday work and your everyday um, going about that. So even if you're not having a good day, the players aren't with you today. You might not have got got your message across. You know that you're on a you're on a path. You know that you're on this journey together, and you know that 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 language through your philosophy and methodology is always is always constant in everything that you do. So yeah, it's that consistent message, but knowing yourself, knowing you're comfortable with the message that you're sending across, um, usually is a way of um, of balancing these emotions. Something you said, Joe, just at the start that, that stuck with me was when you started on your coaching journey, you kind of had this feeling that perhaps co as a coach, you had to be aggressive, perhaps, with, with the way that you behaved. Um, what was it about coaching that maybe gave you that that viewpoint or that, that starting point? Mm. Um, and what is it that changed it for you? I think I had, um, because I had a very, you know, human, soft, well, soft, I don't know if that's the right word. I had a... Uh, it's my nature um, approach to players. It was always, it was always after a loss or after a negative sort of scenario that you've got to be tougher, Joe, with these players. You know, you've got to scream and yell. So it was more external, external forces that were telling me that I need to be this way. And I think again that that goes hand in hand with that that messiness, unsure growing coaching journey that you're on as a young coach you know because you're 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 getting all these ideas from from all different angles and you're and you're learning and you you're not sure whether you like this or whether you like that so i think i think that that wanting to portray a persona that i wasn't came from the learning but from the external learning and the external um feedback that i was getting from from whether it was a, a president of a club, whether it was the general manager of a club, whether it was assistant coaches or other people, so, so, I, but I had to go on that journey to discover that wasn't me. I had to go on that, 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 um, that side of, of, uh, of exploration, 
to really understand that no this is not me this is not not who i am so how do i get the message across now by being me um you know and we we give them the process we want them to to all follow a a process or i'm talking about coaches that we're we're um we're, we're instructing we give them the process on, on a journey we want to take but where is their space for them to be them where is their space for them to to allow their character and their personality to come out um you know within these coaching courses to make them understand that you, you have your style and your way of of approach and why i think it's important within our coaching structures is that it gives them the opportunity to discover okay well this is what i like about coaching this is what i i believe or this is how i believe the game should be played played but how do i now use the way i am to get that message across to their players so i think it's just that that growth of learning that I think we could we could do better within within the coaching structure and within the coaching domain and more importantly within the coaching courses. You've just made my brain fire off, Joe, to to an experience I had a long time ago when when I started on my coaching journey, and I think I was working in in a, in academy football um, and, and obviously yourself as a as a first team head coach, but maybe some some of the experiences are similar or have some some commonality. Uh, and I remember I was working at a football club and. So my first game taking the team for the under 12s um, and I, I stood on the touchline and I watched and I smiled and I put my thumb up occasionally to the to the young boys playing um, and I remember afterwards being absolutely hammered by the parents and the academy manager for not showing enough emotion on the side of the field yeah, uh, yeah. there's almost this this preconception of what what great coaching looked like and what a good coach should Correct. be doing on the side mm. for, for for you to be able to kind of go on your own if you like or go with your instinct of what suited you that must have taken some bravery to be able to 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 do that it it, it does it does um because there's a lot of external forces you know that that have many many opinions in football and you know as i said there's there's a lot of um you know it's it's all valid and um you know part of the game is 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 that um i, I think the the reality is is that we're in we're in the football domain we we we're teaching football and we've got an amazing tool in football to to um use it in growth of characters to make people better and i think when you're comfortable with with your with your i suppose philosophy again it's it's a buzzword it's been bantered around quite a lot when you're really comfortable in in how you believe football should be played and as i said before more importantly, you're comfortable on how you transfer your football to the group. Once you know that, you know what, I know how to actually get all these thoughts out of my out of my head on what I believe in, but actually I can do it on the park in real, real life. Then you, with that comes the way you do it, how you bring it across. Um, is it through, is it through the language? Is it through um visual is it through um you know common phrases is it through um you know um football so uh, foot, just football exercises so i think you you just again you become comfortable with who you are and how you you send the message across you know what is what is the right way of, of coaching i don't know what is the right way what is the right comportment on on the bench what is the right comportment at training um you know that's the beauty of this this uh this trade that's the beauty of this this profession um there isn't one way or there isn't 
a, a final ending point to say, okay, well, now I've become a good coach. I coach like this. I yell, I yell then. I don't yell then. I'm done. Well, it's not that. It's, it's constantly evolving. And, and I think that's the beauty of what we do. And I think once we stop that evolution, I think the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the profession will be, will be not a good profession, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more about that. Just continued, continued development and continued learning. And, and that saying of the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Mm. Um, I feel like that on a weekly basis at the moment, just surrounded yeah. by, 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 there's so much out there, especially through lockdown when perhaps we haven't had the chance to go and practice our craft, to, to go and immerse yourself in, in other, other learning and, and perhaps some other worlds has been a, an interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, I think, Tom, the, the, the big thing is that, you know, I mean, I've got a, as I said, I've got a very solid way I believe the game should be played. Does that, does that evolve with new trends and new patterns? Absolutely, because the game, the game evolves, you know. So now I've been three years at, at uh, you know, with, with the foundations of this group at Arsenal. You know, I'm even looking at ways now on how to take my methodology, my philosophy, and now challenge them in a, in a different way. Still get the same messages across, still get the same way we want to play, Obviously, there is a little bit of evolution, but you know, now I've got the biggest challenge now of of not repeating myself and making it making it a stale a stale sort of a scenario. I've now got to really re keep reinventing. So even within your solid philosophies, even within your solid ways that you believe the game should be played, that too evolves, and that too has to take a constant evolution. In 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 uh, in you know, it might even be just the way you you um you, you're bringing it across. Couldn't agree more. Joe, obviously, you, you, you come across uh, so calm in the way that you coach and, and the way that you speak as well. Is it ever useful for you when you're working with, with players to, to show some frustration, to show some, some different behaviours other than that, that calm self to evoke a response with the athletes that you're working with? Yeah, there is. There is, uh, there is a time where um, my voice... Uh, I think I can count them probably on, and and the girls, well, the girls would be uh, the best, the best judge of that. Probably count them on on one hand where I've, where I've sort of gone up the next level in terms of you know had to had to get a message across, whether it's through, through just emotion and passion, and I think it's that. I think it's it's more the passion and the emotion of frustration, um, than than just blatant berating and and because because passion when I when I when I think of passion, I think of love. And I think of, you know, um, you know, that I'm so passionate about what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve that how can't you, how can't you, you know, love what you're doing for, for you to be, um, you know, not, not wanting to, to get the best out of, out of this situation. The other one, and, and I use this quite a lot, is, is well, it's, I don't know if it's the right word, um, is when um, I, the, probably the biggest thing that frustrates me in, in the groups is when players. Um, I'm, I'm going. I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to use the word sabotage scenarios. And what I mean by that is, is that you may not be. You may come to training as a player, just you know, just wanting to get through the session. You're not in the mood today. You're just gonna. You're gonna hide. You're gonna. You're gonna go in the background. You're gonna. What's the word? Um, you know, uh, not not be involved. Um, I, I look at that as I would prefer the player to come up to me and say, "Joe, I'm not with it today. Best best I don't train, or best I stay away." Then then just sabotaging 
the ability of other players to get the best out of the team or to get best out of the session. That's probably the, the biggest thing that, that frustrates me and irritates me in, in football. Um, there's no excuse for not giving 100%. There's no excuse for not giving everything you can for the group because you're, you're disrupting the workplace if you're going to do that. Um, so that's probably the only thing that really gets up my skin. Um, um, and as I said, and, and I, and I tie that back down to honesty and humility of, of which, are, which are the staple, staple diets of forming my groups. Just be honest. Just tell me the truth. You're not with me today. Um, I'm, I'm better, you know, I'm better off not being here. Um, I'm probably being a bit exaggerated, but it's more to, more to set the example and the, and the scene of, of, of where I probably do get emotional and, to, and do get passionate and, uh, and do go outside my, my sort of calm realm. I think the calmness comes from just being secure, being really comfortable and with what, what I'm doing. Um, and that comes back through honesty, you know, being, being dead honest with, with what I'm trying to do. And, um, um, you know, I, I don't show a lot of emotion on, on the pitch because I'm, 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 I'm probably not looking at, at the action. I'm looking at, I'm looking at other things. I'm looking at, you know, what we've worked on during the week and, um, and, and, and analyzing situations where the, the other team might be, might be coming up with something different. So, um, yeah, um, uh, and and I think I, I had an, uh, an, an, a a mentor of mine, uh, a coach, used to tell me, and 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 look, it's it's not, but it, it does it does resonate. He said that coaches that scream and yell on the bench haven't prepared themselves well for the week or for the game. So um, that sort of keeps reminding me that um, have I done the right preparation during the week? Game day for me is fun. Game day for me is is the best day of the week, and um, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even. I don't even keep a a, a, a time. <laughs> um, my my watch is uh, is usually not not synced to the to the ninety minutes of the game. I'm usually asking Leanne or Aaron. Uh, you know what minute are we? Where, where, how long to go? Sort of things. Because when you're having fun, time flies. So I'm having fun. That's brilliant, Joe. I I wonder how many coaches who are out there who perhaps see see the game from that point of view or or it becomes a really stressful stressful yeah, part. i mean the work the work has to be done during the week tom the work has to be done during the week and, and you know whether you've prepared well and haven't prepared well um for the 90 minutes and and i'm a you know my the hard work for me is done during the week and and look it might only be one message it might only be one message it might only be two things it might not you know, you probably say, you know, oh, you know, there's all this work, and you know that you've got to do during the week. Yeah, but um, you know, with the methodology, with the working preseason, with the solid foundations and beliefs of the style that we want to play, that that lead up to the week might be one message. You know, it might only be one message. You know, um, and 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 um, you know, and and I think the art is nailing that that one message that that you know this is it. It's it's back for connectivity this week. It's it's set plays this week. It's this this week, um, but that doesn't take away from all the other work that you've done, the solid foundations that you've done. So um, so yeah, when I see coaches screaming and yelling on the bench, um, yeah, I, I the first thing I ask: Have they actually prepared their team this week? Have they done the work during the week? You know, to sort of um, 
to sort of prepare for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, next time I'm watching the WSL or the Premier, I'll be thinking of that when I'm watching the benches. Uh, yeah. You know. what, what, one of the things we, we speak about a bit is, is the importance of coaches modelling pro-social behaviours. So there's so, so some research out there which talks about the importance of showing vulnerability and humility to the athletes that you're working with. And you've talked about that honesty, humility, selflessness, and as, as being kind of um, behaviours that you you kind of base around your philosophy as a as a coach. If you're open with with the players with with that approach, it, does that help them manage their emotions as well when when they're in the the heat of a game or heat of a training session? Absolutely. Um, I think you you only you only show vulnerability if the um, foundations, um, if the environment allows you to show that vulnerability. Um, and how can how can you not solve problems? How can you not um, have trust in each other if you don't show a level of vulnerability? I, I don't I don't see how that 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 doesn't equate. So if you're if it's a very you know you know rough and tough and you can't be you can't be vulnerable you can't you know sort of the environment well then how do you actually see the clarity of the problems if if that's always going to be if if you're going to be masking it through that way so it's it's crucial that that I show a vulnerable side it's crucial that I show an honest side it's crucial that I show but that's who I am that's who I am so. It's not as if I'm I'm doing it on purpose because you know I we've got a group that you know we've got to get all these these emotions out. No, it's it's who I am. Um, um, I'll be the first one to say, hey, you know, my mistake. I I stuffed this up. You know, hey, you know, um, um, you know, I'm I'm just feeling down today, guys. I'm just not with you today. But um, you know, let's let's stick to these things. You know, um, and I think. By showing that, I think it, it it brings out a a level of 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 positivity because you can always approach things in a in a in a way where they're just humble and 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 real instead of putting on this brave face. Um, so, you know, all these discussions about humility—they're all great words and all beautiful words—but what actually do they mean? You know, culture. What what does culture mean? And in the end, it's people. It's people. And and if people can't come to work. In a safe environment, and 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 say what they need to say, and be honourable, uh, be uh, be um, um, you know vulnerable in in certain situations, and and they might want to just you know today I'm not with you. I need to I need to just stay away today. If if they can't do that, well then I don't understand how you can get the best out of someone if they don't feel safe in that environment. It, 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 listening to you, it sounds brilliant. I'd love I'd love that to have that experience or to be able to feel what the players feel in that environment must be quite unique and it, it almost uh, and correct me if i'm wrong it doesn't feel like there's necessarily a hierarchy there it was yeah okay you're the coach you're making the decisions but actually because everybody has a voice and everybody feels like they can say what's important to them and be really honest with that that there, there isn't necessarily a, a cultural thing of listening to the coach and being told what to do everybody has a voice in the team 100 percent 100 percent and and i think i think i've been a great one of or a or a, 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 a real um i suppose a ambassador of um of you know a democracy uh, if you want to say that um 
you know, I, I want I want people to come to me and 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 feel comfortable in saying and and some of them, you know, some players are not comfortable in saying it within the group. You know, some of them will will pull me aside after and or you know we'll go for a coffee after and say, look, this 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 is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm I'm thinking. Um, but the reason for that is that if the more information I've got, it's like it's like a footballer um, with their eyes up and scanning. The more the more information you have at your at your fingertips, the more the more ideas that are thrown at you, the more um, feeling of emotion that you have, then the better we can solve the problem. The better I can come up with a with a solution. The better we can work together to come up with what's best for us to achieve what we want to achieve. And and just growth as human beings, you know, in the end, um, you know, and 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 you've probably you heard these things before, you know, for me it's it's having these relationships and having these these people that you've 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 met in your life that come back to you in five, 10, 15 years time and say, you know what, Joe, that experience we had at Arsenal, those those couple of years, I learned a lot as a person. I learned a lot as a, you know, what it what it is to to be the person that I am, you know, and we're lucky enough with that football and these environments is the vehicle to to be at for us to be able to um to 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 express that and do that. That's brilliant. Obviously, from from a football perspective, during your your time at Arsenal so far, um, twenty eighteen nineteen won the women's super league, um, twenty eighteen Conti Cup, um, so, so some real successes, and, and I know that the WSL title for Arsenal was, was the first time in in a few years when when they'd won that. How, how important, or what what would, what are your strategies for ensuring that when when the players come back in after a success like that, that they can remain balanced? balance and keep that that perspective on actually the job's not done yet there's still more work to do yeah i think i think we've created a um a, a holistic environment of growth um we we um we know that um the football is important we understand the football is important but we also know that you know from a cultural perspective you know a, a people culture perspective that we we want to set our standards very very high you know and and yeah we're all gauged on the standards of what we do on the pitch in the 90 minutes on a on a game day but you know um professionalism isn't what we do in the in the three four five hours that we're, we're asked to come in that's that's on our contract that's you're obliged to come in and and do your weights program and do your and do what you need to do to be a professional footballer professionalism is is what you do off the pitch and part of that, and part of that is the person, you know, how you are in the social domain, the social responsibilities that we've got. Um, and I think that that is the growth, the growth of, yeah, we're here in this in this time where we're getting a lot of success and and we're doing well and we're playing a great brand of football. But as human beings, you know, um, the role models that we've got at the club are are you know, are starting to understand who they are and who they want to be. So, yeah, the, the football growth is, is is great and the football standards are are important to maintain those. Those goals are always there. You know, obviously we're in a Champions League campaign. Um, you know, we want to we want to keep um, that that thing going. But as people, that growth is really, really important. And I think 
the way they came back with the humility to want to be better, with the humility of, of wanting to really challenge themselves to, to go that next level is important. And, you know, we, we, we analyse games probably a little bit differently about, you know, about what we're trying to, what we're trying to achieve on the pitch in terms of, in terms of the way we do things. And, um, and, and that's really important. That's really important because that gives them the growth because the philosophy can't be played if you're not a humble person, if you're not a, 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 an honest person, if, you're not, if you haven't got the resilience to do what we do on the pitch. So those human factors are very, very important in our philosophy of play. It's really refreshing. I, I, we, we were talking at work recently about what, what it takes to be a good coach and to have a really significant impact on athletes. And, and somebody said, um, well, actually, if you look after the person, then the athletic qualities within them will just take care of themselves. And I kind of that, that really resonates with me as a, as a as an approach to coaching and as a way of actually yeah, supporting people from their head down rather than the feet up. And I think may, maybe that that's that's important not just working at, at grassroots and participation level sport, but all the way through the pathway. Look, it's uh, it's it's fundamental. And and look, I think um, we're in a I think being in the coaching uh, profession and the, in the coaching domain at the moment. There is a lot of a lot of work done in that in that area, and and that's really refreshing. That you know, mental health is important. Um, the person is important. Their background, where they're from, is important. Um, you know, and these these are now starting to take precedent ahead of the athletic ability and the talent, um, because in the end, it's those human qualities that are gonna that are gonna get you to that next level. Um, you know, talent. You know, some of it can be learned, some of it, you know, some of it you'll just be, be born with, you know, um, but in the end, the, the mental approach, the, the human factors, I call them, the human performance, um, which is a word that I think is really, really important because we're using the word high performance. What, what, ex what exactly is high performance? You know, I think the biggest, the biggest um, cog in this idea of high performance is the human performance, and what are those? What are those three or four, you know, mental non-negotiables that um, that I think are are the difference between you know fantastic athletes and, and 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 average athletes? So I think it's exciting times that we are doing a lot of work in this area, and um, you know, for me, um, uh, you know, this is this is for me the next level of 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 our of our profession. Fantastic. Just to finish this off, um, because I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours about many different topics. Perhaps we'll have to start the series. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be it would be really nice just for, for the people listening to the podcast. If maybe you could kind of summarize, perhaps what would be if there were any takeaways from this conversation or when it comes to coaches kind of being really aware of and managing their emotions kind of in training or, or in competition. What strategies would you suggest, or to kind of takeaway messages would you would you put out there for coaches to kind of consider um, to to try and put into their context and apply in their own world? I think I think clarity. I think listen. I I I, I think as coaches we we don't listen enough. Um, and there's. <laughs> There's a little, there's a little saying I've got. Um, there's, there's words, there's words after every conversation or you're having a discussion with people. 
and it's yeah but okay let me explain this we, we we're talking with someone and you've always got a yeah but you know maybe do it this way or they're powerful words they're powerful words because you're saying you know if you're going to use those words it has to be something that's going to really resonate with with the conversation or with what you're having so where we have we have a lot of power we have a lot of power and especially in our words um as um as coaches so i think listening is is a big one for me and if you're going to use the yeah but you know make sure that it's it's something that is of a positive nature and what i mean by that is that we have a lot of um uh, restrictions and, con and confinements in coaching you know there are things that 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 you know we all want what's you know in the utopia of coaching whether it's you know 45 balls instead of 20 or more cones or whatever it is don't ever use the yeah but as an excuse for not being able to do something use it always as a as a positive thing thing to say and i'll give you an example Ah, oh, we need more balls. Yeah, but we can still do really good sessions with the balls that we've got. So this is how we're going to do it. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, it's, it's, it's that half glass, half full sort of, uh, I suppose, idea. But um, I think make make the best of what you can do within your confinements, within your restrictions. Be creative. Be inspiring within within the restrictions that you've got instead of using them as as the uh as the possibility of not being able to do something joe awesome that, but what what were a brilliant note to to conclude on and and to, to to kind of pull things together um i've written pages of notes this this morning um there's so so many things in there that, that i think will give coaches lots of opportunity to pause and think about what they might do in their own context in their own world and, and perhaps just just take a step back and be really mindful about perhaps their behaviors and how they support the athletes in their in their groups and in their care yeah yeah look i mean um uh, as i said um you know preparation is important but not not preparation of the session preparation of yourself and and i mean this is one thing you know um you know when you're doing an exercise you know have a look at it step back away from it you know, is it working? Have a look at your positioning. Where are you situated on the, uh, uh, you know, in, in regards to the to the to the drill, to the exercise? Do you need to intervene all the time? Let them play. So, I think within every session, I'm always looking about where I'm positioned, where I can see the best. What do I need to intervene? Do I need to intervene? You know, is is intervention not important today? Just let them play. So, I think if you're if you're not self-aware of what you're doing, if you're not self-aware of your emotional state, if you're not self-aware of, of, of what you're doing, um, then, you know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, we can, we can do more damage than what we, what we, what we think we are, because as I said, we're, we have, a, we have a lot of power. We have a lot, a lot of power within our words and without, within our demeanor. So, um, you know, really always the self-assessment should be happening on the pitch off the pitch all the time and feedback is the best thing surround yourself with people that give you give you the feedback that you need do you um ask the players regularly about about how they how they found practice very much yeah what you know you know what do you think you know and uh and and 
and I think it's really important because then then that tells you whether whether they understood what was what was actually what we were actually working on because if you don't ask them they're the ones uh, they're the ones that'll tell you the truth you know and again it's creating that that culture of, of honesty if you haven't got that culture of honesty I'll just keep on telling you yeah great session no problem because I just want to play on the weekend yeah and that helps helping you grow yeah yeah absolutely Joe look thanks so much for your time this morning um and wishing you and, and the team all, all the, the best of luck for, for the Champions League uh in the summer as well um I'm sure you don't need need the luck but I hope it I hope it's successful for the club no, great, Tom. Thank you very much. And uh, as you've probably heard from my my uh, passion and not wanting to get off uh, off this uh, off this podcast, um, you know, these are these are really important areas because they're important areas of human growth. And uh, you know, that's 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 the game we're in. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. All the best, Tom. Join us at ukcoaching.org. Whatever you're doing to help people be active and improve, we can help you deliver great coaching experiences at a time to suit you.